Welcome everybody to the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Kali Adams, and this is our Game of the Year episode. Shout out to everybody in Chicago. Thank you so much for listening to us this week and every week. We have a lot of good stuff coming to you in store. And first of all, I have to bring in my boys, my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes snow look cold. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very, very well. It is the Spawnies. We stomped some snow for the Spawnies. I wore my Tims for the Spawnies. Um, but actually, Chicago land area and uh, the greater Milwaukee area. Uh, observing a little bit of a heat wave, if I may say. So, uh, uh, first of the year this year was probably in the low 30s, but it was windy, mm-hmm. so it was like in the 20s or whatever, and it was it was nippy. But first of the year, 2018, I have recorded footage. The temperature at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. negative eight degrees. <laughs> What the wind chill with the wind chill? It was negative twenty seven degrees. Yeah. Okay. So time out. Time out. Time out. So like when you get past negative ten, yes. Do you even do? Can you even feel under negative ten? So like, isn't it just like fuck? Isn't it just like fuck? So so here's here's the here's the terrible part about it is like Reef just said. You absolutely can when you're in it enough. You can mm-hmm. tell the difference between negative ten and negative twenty-five. Yeah, really? Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, like, body adapts, I didn't man. think that that was right. a thing. Like it, it goes from "fuck, it's cold" to "I gotta get inside because I'm gonna fucking die." It's cold. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I'm happy you're alive. Yeah, I'm happy I mean, you it's made it it's, to, to it's the show. It's warm today. Like it it is fifty degrees warmer. Uh, it was 50 degrees warmer on uh, for uh, first of of the year this year than it was last year. So think about that for a second. My God, Bill Nye, help us! And it was and it was <laughs> still below freezing. <laughs> no, see, nope, <clears throat> never again, never again. Yes, not a. Oh my God, no! Oh, oh God! Spawnies, baby. Also joining us. Also joining us. Nice. For the last show of Spawn on Me is <laughs> my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes science look good, the man who makes math look good, the man who makes tutoring look good, the man who makes Excel spreadsheets look mother effing great. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? Good. I'm a living spreadsheet. If you type any formula into my belly, I will do it. Wow. I will do that thing. Wait, what? <laughs> so wait a minute. So do you have like a mole that will like if you push it, will it turn into clippy? Well, if you type it in the right format, yes, it would. Oh, type it in wow. the right format. So like if wow. you know how to type, how to transpose a row into a column, I will turn horizontal and float above the ground. Transpose. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cool things. Sharif Blaine yeah. has joined the show. Yeah, if if uh, like I basically achieved like the glow of Excel, like oh, I'm just uh. in it. I love I'm it. In it. I love I got it. that glow. Right. It's good. You sure look like a mathematician Damn. to me. Yo, buddy. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just pop and lock right. and be on the other side of the street right. and be like, Sharif, teach me some formulas. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See if I can get out of right. these ropes. <laughs> oh my god. He does well, not you. even know how to collate. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, have have you have wait really quick before we start the show? Have have you have you guys done the like actual watching? Because I know that there was a whole conversation about that show on on the D and D show that you all do, right? On, on on Waterdeep, have you all have you all actually like watched it yet? So no, we we have not collectively as a group, but my partner had never seen it. Um, oh my I, god, I love her to death, but she is she is the whitest woman I have ever met that loves black men. I've I don't understand how she has survived. She never saw. The Last Dragon, but she saw The Last Dragon, and she liked it. I don't. I really don't like the way you said that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure <laughs> that was neither does she. But you know, I, I mean, really but, don't like the way you said that. Yeah, because you said that shit with a fucking coke and a smile. <laughs> yes. I don't like the way you said yeah, that at she, all. She, she said, liked it. She yeah. saw it. Said she saw The Last <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> oh, ill. Yeah, ill. Yeah, I, I, anyway. I actually saw it with my girlfriend's family. Uh, which was surprising because they have these, you know, these family movies that they watched and they all remember as like kids, like my girlfriend and her sister. And one was The Last Dragon. So there we were go. watching it with like their parents and everybody was right. quoting lines. It was hilarious. Inside you. It was you. great. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh um, Jill, I don't think I don't think Jill has seen The Last Dragon yet. I feel like we have to have a viewing of it. Really? Yeah, I don't think yeah, she's seen it, Netflix. but there's also so many things that I have not seen that so many human beings have seen that I feel awkward about it all the time. Oh, like man. so, I'm 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 in a weird space yeah. in terms of media media viewing and watching. But anywho, thank you again, everybody, for listening to us blather for about ten minutes right. or so <laughs> uh, about random nonsensical things and weather and all that good stuff. But you are here, and we are here. And it is a little bit late, but not late enough, because now we get to talk about all the wonderful games that we got to play in 2018. Now that we are now in 2019, also Happy New Year to all of you at home listening to all us on all of your magical podcast listeners and podcast catchers and things. Um, let's kind of go down the list, because I feel like we had a bunch of different stuff. Matter of fact, so many games this year that were so phenomenal and that we just didn't understand how good this year was going to be when 20, like, I don't think we all really got how crazy this year was going to be when 2017 was ending. And we were like, Oh, 2018 is going to be a thing. What's, what's that going to look like for games? I don't think anybody in this group or most people could foresee how many wonderful games were going to be out in the world. So well, what, what well, do you think? Yeah. I that? mean, I think part of it, it has to do with the fact that 2017 was one of those banner years for yeah. for video games where where people were talking about and myself included um challenging the great year that is 2007 for uh greatest year of gaming at least in this century um and and I you know I mean history history will 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 be the judge but um but you know I think that was part of it was just this 2017 hangover and and what we what we managed to see over the over the ensuing 12 months was that uh, the industry wasn't ready to stop. They weren't they weren't ready to give gamers a break on uh, having, you know, just phenomenal games and experiences. And I think, uh, you know, what you'll see in what we show today is that there was such a diverse set of games 
that people were able to, to be people were able to play um, and and you know all of these diverse experiences that were out there for gamers uh, maybe not so much on the diverse character side but uh, but you know yeah. I digress um, I you know there were lots and lots of very very good games to play this year true brief uh, I agree with uh, C and I can't believe I'm saying that but it is game of the year you know so I, 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 I agree. But I, yeah, I mean, I think that this is a great year of games. Um, I'm definitely excited to talk about them. And um, it's one of those years where, I mean, I normally don't get to everything in a year. But this year I had to make some really, really hard choices as to what I wanted to dedicate my time to um, play. And I think probably all of us had to do that. So I think yes. that when you see sort of, uh, you know, different things on people's lists, it's really sort of like reflective of, you know, the time, the resources, the money, all that stuff that we had to like a dedicate. So I'm looking forward to talking about, you know, the stuff that I enjoyed even more. I'm excited to hear about what like you guys enjoyed so that I know what to tackle at the beginning of this year. Hmm. Word. So the format for this year is <clears throat> we're going to go down our list. We have, uh, of course, if you've been a fan of the Spawnies, you know that the names and the categories are very, very different than the ones that you usually are accustomed to when you go and listen to a Game of the Year podcast because Spawnami is dope and we are the best on the planet and we are the best podcast ever. So whatever. So Facts. Facts. So our first category, and we'll go round robin. We'll, we'll kind of go down the list and then we'll, we'll kind of alternate who starts off and we'll, we'll pass the mic around um, and twist the bottle and tap the cap, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is not the way that song goes. Nope. Uh, but the first category we're going to talk about this year is the diversity category, which is our Bricago Heritage Award. Oh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. So, first up, I'm going to put Cicero on the spot. Oh, uh-oh. I'm going to put you on the spot to okay. talk about your 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 Bricago Heritage Award would go to. Man, so uh, this, as I already kind of alluded to, um, this year, I'm not going to say that there weren't a lot of games with uh, diverse character sets uh, in them. Um, there, there definitely were, uh, some people may, may, well, most people that are listening to this show probably won't say this, but there will be some people in, in the gaming community in the greater gaming community that would say, well, what about Detroit become human? Um, that game did have a diverse character set, but that game was also trash. So it, it you know, so like that doesn't, it doesn't make the cut. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so when it, when it was time for me to actually think about the game, the games that uh, really uh, I was surprised at the level of diversity, there was only one game that came up, came to mind and that was red dead Two. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. I can rock with that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the thing about it is, uh, Red Dead, Red Dead had descendants of former slaves. Um, you, you got some native people, you got people that, and you got Mexicans, um, and, and, and all of these characters weren't caricatures of, uh, of, you know, of an archetype or some, some type of stereotype. They, they really, uh, spent some time and I think they actually, paid 
paid umber, you know, paid some homage to uh, the peoples that that were the inspirations for for those character sets. So, uh, you know, I I applaud Rockstar for uh, what they were able to accomplish with Red Dead Redemption Two. Nice, Reef. What are what are your thoughts about this category? Um. Yes. Yeah, so. So so for me, I, I I I had three I think pretty solid picks for me. I I think there was quite a bit of diversity. Okay. Th- this year, I gotta disagree with C a little bit. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, I thought did like a did did a, did like yeah. a great job with the. I mean, most most of my picks are like globe trotting and like having them kind of respect the uh different uh different cultures that um it uh, does. I think that Shadow of the Tomb Raider does that for all the cultures but makes Lara look really dumb because she doesn't really respect them as much um <laughs> which i like because i feel like right. it made th- that like uh character seem like kind of an outcast uh which she should be um also battlefield 5 um was my second pick here um i feel like the uh war st- st- stories did a uh, really good job you know you uh, played as a norwegian teenager um probably my favorite you like uh, you, you like play it as as these like north african um um fighters in the uh, french army that were basically trying to get like uh, respect it was like really good um but my number one hitman too um you know hitman is a game where you travel around the world assassinating people um in like uh, other games i felt like it was a kind of on the caricature side when you ran across NPCs or like, uh, or, or like, uh, you heard, um, you know, like, uh, di- different people talking. Um, but I feel like whether like you're in like Mumbai or like, uh, or like a Columbia, um, I feel like I felt like the fish out of water, you know, I felt like the, 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 um, NPCs felt like believable. I didn't hear any, any exaggerated accents, um and it really did like feel like i was absorbed in this other world um so i gotta give it to hitman 2 nice 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 i will round out the trio and give the nod to red dead as well um i I, it was interesting kind of playing through that game and there was a conversation from many folks in in our circles that was not excited about the game in general but also wanted to kind of give it a little bit of respect for kind of having this ensemble crew that I didn't necessarily think was necessarily believable, but it it was nice to see just the visuals be in that space. Like there's a very um, uh, early on mission where Arthur Morgan and one of the black characters, um, they have this like kind of drinking binge that they go through. And it was cool to kind of see, you know, just those two characters interact in ways that I didn't expect them to. And to give and and, and respect be given to the, the black characters who are in the game. There is another mission where uh, there's a, a young black woman in, in the crew and Arthur like goes after someone who did her wrong and like threatens them and like make sure is that make sure that they get their, their justice uh, for, for the black character. So it was, it was an interesting game in that respect. It feels like, you know, they did, they did some good work in that space in a year where I kind of agree with C about there being not that much great diversity. And again, like everything has, has an asterisk in terms of our, our picks, my picks, uh, especially sometimes because there are just so many games that got put out this year. So right. it's like, if we right. missed something, 
you know, that might have been way more diverse than 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 we're letting on or sharing. You know, please. That's the reason we have <laughs> comment sections. And that's the reason why we have a Twitter account. Right. So you can tell us about the folks that we did miss. Right. Um, but yeah, Red Dead Red Dead for me was was a really interesting take on uh, that time period. And it was an interesting uh, game to see Native Americans uh, kind of shown in some some fashions. I don't think it was necessarily the best, but I think that there was it was nice uh, to have them included in a time period that definitely had <laughs> had their influence on the fingerprints of, of all of it. So right. uh, Red Dead was my winner for our Bricago Heritage Award. Uh, Reef, I think you have a true winner, the true, truest winner of our Bricago Heritage Award. And what game is that? Well, the uh, true winner is Red Dead Redemption. Uh, you know, both you guys, uh, pretty shocking to me. I didn't feel that way. Uh, I didn't feel a similar way, but, you know, this is our, our podcast award. So, you know, if uh, both you guys go with Red Dead, then Red Dead it is. Ah, he we did. outnumbered you. Ha! Right. He sounds a little... <laughs> So salty and bitter. Right. <laughs> we, watch out! You know we're, we're gonna be walking around, and and Reef's gonna be the master of disguise and hitman us. Well, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna do like a giant bomb version of the debate team version of it. But I, I I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are specifically about like I know because I know you played some of Red Dead. Yeah, so like I'm I'm in chapter four, so I guess um I don't know two thirds of the way through. Um, well, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, it's six chapters, right? Or like, in my, in my, not, there are there are six chapters. Uh, uh, there are six chapters. I hope so. Th- that uh, is correct. Yeah. No. No. I I promised Cod that I would get through chapter three, and I'm glad I did because it did ramp up significantly. Uh, All right. Good. In chapter three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I kind of go b- back and forth in the game because sometimes it surprises me by um addressing uh some uh things but i think it just because of the time period and like where it is i i think they could go into it a little more um mm. so i didn't feel like it was a i feel like there's some good parts but i feel like as i said before i think that there are other games that dealt with different cultures and kind of went in on it a, a a little more like made it almost more of the focus of the game i don't feel like it's really in Anyway, one of the focuses of Red Dead, it's like kind of like some side stuff here or there that you could choose to get into or could not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can I can definitely understand that. But, you know, Reef, you got to understand they were working with limited time and limited budget. Um, true. There wasn't a lot of time. <laughs> I know. It was like 40 to, hours. To delve into, <laughs> I know. you know, 60 or 70 hours to uh, complete the story. There wasn't a lot of time to sure. really delve into the minutia of, yeah. yeah. Before before we dip out on a diversity uh, conversation, I just want to say that as much as I loved Spider-Man, yes, the fact that you had a whole section of Manhattan, yes, that is full of Negroes, yes, and (laughs) there were no black people and no 125th Street in Harlem in that game is an atrocity. I just have to say that that real quick before we dip out of that. I know that we've talked about that numerous times offline, but that is so real. So Spider Spider Man um, was created by Insomniac. The map was created by Insomniac employees that live in Brooklyn, and this is their (laughs) this is their uh, utopian vision of Harlem. (laughs) Utopia. 
Oh my god. Yeah. This yeah. Uh, it was it was astounding this, to roll through it was, that part. Like the, it was Disney the artisanal mayonnaise. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. New York City maps. Yeah, in, in like in, this, in like, like this. Su- Harlem is brought to you by tartar sauce. Yes. Yeah, in like a super detailed game, like things like yeah. that stick out. I don't think it would stick out in a game that wasn't um, as detailed as Spider Man is. But yeah, they sure. just clearly put their effort in other places. Right. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Spider Man is a superhero for all of New York. Below 125th Street. Pretty much. So. <laughs> oh, so he is like a cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, I'm telling oh, you, God. the most the most gangster missions, the missions where you were like, yo, why is everything so hard? We're all north of Central Park. That's right. true. I, I, I did take out a, uh, a group of thugs in a basketball court. Yep. Uh, in, in yep. A, you know, so yep. hey. did you make someone did you make someone fall before you captured them <laughs> right. did, you, did you cross them up before you captured them? <laughs> oh so right. <laughs> you beat up duke oh. tango he's like oh baby <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the ebc anyway right <laughs> oh my god so we're gonna move over from our ricago heritage award to our shooters award our best shooters of 2018 our six million ways to die category six million ways to die choose one six million ways to die choose one six million ways to die choose one that is my favorite part of the Swannies every year is getting Reef to do that part. Um, I'm going to jump in first uh, and jump into one of my favorite games of the year and one of my favorite expansions of the year was Destiny's Forsaken DLC. And I feel like um, Bungie did a great job of reinvigorating their community, reinvigorating my want to play that game and reinvigorating the word reinvigorating. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I feel like they have taken some of the core stuff that they were known for, um, put some new layers on on that cake, and and really gave the folks who are in that community who had lots of things to complain about another reason to rethink about their their purchase, another reason to kind of jump back in. The stuff that they did with the Dreaming City was fantastic. The new the new spaces, um, some of the new vendors. Gambit was huge in terms of bringing me back into the fold. And it was a thing that, you know, it made me miss, you know, getting together with folks and doing the raid and, and boosting up my light level and trying to, you know, as a loot shooter, look, look for and grind, a, grind away to try to get new stuff. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with the fact that they had so much in store for folks. It did have some issues in terms of um, <clears throat> kind of, the same uh, gameplay loop that you always kind of find with, with these kinds of shoots, especially destiny is like, once you have hit your cap, you do feel like you're kind of missing out or losing out on the ability to do new things. But I feel like what they've fixed with that is they have quickly one put out a roadmap before, you know, while forsaken was going to be a thing, they put out a roadmap to kind of show people where they were going to go. And also they added a whole bunch of layers of just stuff. Like the daily things that they kind of brought to it, the 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 the, the strikes were a little bit better, um, and and they added these kind of seasonal things within that within that loop that made it more fun to come back to every day and and make sure you grind it out to get to get all the stuff done. Um, shout out to shout out to the facts of folks at Bungie and 
I'm super excited to keep to keep playing it. So, next up, uh, uh, let's see. Let's go to Reef. Reef, what are your thoughts? Sure. Um, second run out for me was Battlefield Five. Um, really, really fun. The problem with it is it's really fun when it was working. I had a lot of issues on the PC, especially. Um, so there were a lot of issues. It's in a better state now, but it kind of took it a little while to like get there. So the actual multiplayer wasn't as satisfying. I love the war stories though, as I talked about in the uh, diversity one. Um, this was a hard pick for me between Destiny Two and Black Ops Four. Um, Black Ops Four singular singularly made me interested in battle royale games, which I previously have not really had a large interest in. But Blackout is incredible. It's really, really good and, like, really fun. Also, the straight, like, multiplayer modes, um, even zombies feel better than they have in years. So this is, like, the best Call of Duty game I've played in a long, long time. Um, Was really, really happy with it. And I was considering putting it above Forsaken, but when I look at the hours that I put in and the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows, uh, Destiny 2 does take it for me by a hair, but it does um destiny 2 in addition to like what you said in terms of of like uh getting people back in that have lapsed i think also did a kind of the impossible of making something for lapsed people as well as making something for new people that have never played the game um i feel like they did a, a great job of like you know they had the base game free for a long time on like on like a on like ps4 and on like pc so like you could just jump into the base game like uh for asaken was like a decent price gambit is the best thing i've i've played in first person shooters i can't think of the last like revolutionary thing that i've played in terms of like multiplayer probably like uh kill confirmed probably was like uh and or or like gun game maybe but like gambit is like just a transformational game mode that I just love. Um, and literally to me is like worth the cost of Forsaken almost on its own. Um, so yeah, Destiny, Destiny 2 Forsaken uh, is my shooter of the year. C. Nice, nice, nice. C. Um, the hell with both of you uh, for, for making cogent arguments for Destiny 2. So <laughs> Destiny 2 is not on my list. Um, um, and and the reason is I just didn't buy it. I, I didn't I didn't want to buy it. I didn't want to grind. I didn't want to do any of those things. I just want to be negative. Um, <laughs> so, Mister Negative. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. My shooter of the year is Spider Man. Um, <laughs> it's Harlem. Um, so, <laughs> my second my second runner up is uh, the game um, that that reef so lovingly talked about before destiny two and that's call of duty uh black ops i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i so um it's it's great um it it reminded me why i like black uh why i like black ops the black ops series why i enjoy call of duty um it is the first time buying call of duty on the pc it looks incredible. It is very, very smooth. I really enjoy the way it feels. Um, but I get my ass kicked. And, I, you know, it made me realize that I'm I'm Murtaugh now. I'm too old for this shit. I can't play Black Ops. Um, I haven't tried Blackout. Um, 
but again, I think it's it's one of those things where I feel like I would have to dedicate some time in order to become proficient enough uh, to even really give it a fair shot. And I don't know that I want to do that. Um, but uh, sounds but, like the voice of a quitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I, I um, mean, I mean, like we had a whole episode about how like I was a pacifist and I was enjoying it. Yeah. So, even though I couldn't kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. that's that's dope. But like. So part part of the issue for me is, um, again, because I'm playing it on PC, I do have a controller connected to it, but I'm also trying to learn mouse and keyboard. And uh, Call of Duty is both the best and the worst game to learn uh, mouse <laughs> and keyboard on um, because it's because it's a game that I'm very familiar with. I understand, you know, I understand the control scheme uh, and the things that I need to do. So it just it's just a matter of me getting the muscle memory of of using mouse and keyboard. Um, so from that perspective, it worked. But from the other perspective, which is I'm also playing against other people, um, it did not work who who have been playing on mouse and keyboard. So that that was uh, a frustrating thing. But technically proficient, um, a, a really, really great game. Um, my second, my first runner-up is a game that you guys may say I'm cheating with, but I'm I'm not going to cheat. Or if I am cheating, I don't care. This is me. I'm going to do it. Uh, and that game is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Cheater. Um, originally released in beta form uh, in December of 2018. Uh, and has since gone gold. Official 1.0 version is available um, for uh, Xbox and now PlayStation consoles. Um, so that was that was the game that got me into uh, into battle royales. It was the game that got most people into battle royales. Um, and uh, it is is a game that I'm familiar with. I don't play it that often, but it is good. It is competent. Um, it is it it plays in a way that is is similar to the way that I like to play these things where it's not necessarily as twitch it's a little bit more methodical it definitely um you know raises the stress level uh to to uh you know a high high um there is more variety now with the three or four maps um and there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that's there now if you if you played it when it was a beta when it was originally released 12 months ago uh, and you haven't really returned i would recommend returning uh especially if you if you own game pass on the xbox you can download the game for free there's a there's a training mode there's you know ways for you to acclimate yourself to the game um if you enjoy battle royales and you want to see what PUBG is all about um so i i really enjoy it um it's a game if i have a few minutes uh, and I just want to bust my guns it is definitely a game I think about playing, but not more than uh, my winner for best shooter, which is EA's Battlefield 5. Um, Battlefield 5, much like Call of Duty, helped me to remind helped to remind me why I like that series so much. But uh, unlike Call of Duty, I don't feel I'm too old for Battlefield. Battlefield is not as twitchy just by its nature as as Call of Duty is. And even when it is, even when the, there there is chaos going on, 
the chaos is immersive. I think I really feel like I'm in the middle of a war um, when I'm playing most of the game modes, and uh, um, it's it's really enjoyable. I'm weirdly excited for their uh, venture into the battle royale yeah. uh, landscape because I you know I like their engine. I like what they do, so I you know I'm willing to give theirs a shot. Um, and that makes me sound like a hypocrite, but I don't care because that's me. Um, so, uh, yeah, Battlefield Five was was the one for me. Nice. I'm curious to hear about um, I know, Reef, you talked about jumping into the BR space with with um, what the hell's the name of that game. Blackout. Talked about. Blackout. Blackout. Black Ops. <laughs> what do, yeah. do you feel like now having played that version of BR that it that it makes you kind of more curious for more stuff in that genre? Um. I I don't know because you know I played Fortnite, I played PUBG. I think both are good. I just don't I think that Blackout has that feel. Like like for some reason like the feel of PUBG and Fortnite just doesn't vibe with me. It just feels kind of clunky and um sure. you know just that in in like this might partly be because you know I play Call of Duty every year and it just felt more like at home and it and it like also is the first one of those games, in my opinion, to look really good, as well. Mm, um, sure. I f- I feel like when I was playing the like other games, you're kind of sacrificing that look for the experience. And I feel like Blackout is the first one for like me to marry the look with the ex- experience. So I mean, I'll always try like a new games. Like I actually kind of like that. Um, I think it's called Paladins Realm Royale, where like oh yeah, where right. like. Where like it's like a, a battle royale game, but it's class based. You like pick a class. Um, I think that stuff is like cool, but I don't think it's gonna turn me into a Fortnite player. Even though I am interested in the Fortnite creative stuff, I think that that stuff sounds awesome. So I might mess mm-hmm. around a little bit in that mode, um, just because I like to build stuff. Um, but uh, no, I I I think I'm more of a Blackout fan than a battle royale fan. Though I will check out the uh, Battlefield one for sure. Okay. See, what about you? Because I know that you 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 dabble, you right. shoe dabble. I shoe little. dabble. Do we dabble? Yeah, you do dabble, shoe dabble. Uh, what about you on that? Because I, I know that you don't really necessarily have. You haven't really jumped in the Fortnite pot, but like you you have a lot of younger people around you, right? Often enough. So you know, I have played Fortnite, uh, definitely, um, and I am around it enough to know what's going on with it. Um, but yeah, I I mean, you know, Fortnite's just not for me. It is like, I understand the appeal. Uh, I don't, I don't begrudge you if you, if that is your jam. Um, but it sounds weird to say, but like the, the, the fantasy element of, of building doesn't jive with the BR portion of, of the uh of the, the equation for me at least okay um you know the fact that you're you know you're you're building your environments instead of trying to figure out how to best use the environments that have been laid out already for you um that that part doesn't jive well for me i can definitely see the appeal in it but um but having said that um i only i have not played blackout only because i again i think that I'm still trying to get my Call of Duty legs under me, and it's taking longer to recover those legs 
than than I would like. Uh, it took me less time to recover my Battlefield Five legs, so I, I'm again you know, anticipating their BR, and I really, you know, I really want to see what that's all about, and I'll probably sink a bunch of time into that um, more more than I I'd, I'd sink into uh, Call of Duty. Dope. I had a little bit of chance to play Black Ops and Blackout. Uh, you're right. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I am like so bad at the actual base game of Call of Duty that I kind of gave up on it. Uh, but Blackout, I, I actually like it a lot more than I thought I would. Like I thought when the beta came out that it was not going to be. When I first got a chance to play the beta, I should say, I didn't know if it was going to have legs. But I always, but I did think that it was going to be the most um, uh, easy to get into BR version of a game that we saw within the kind of like scope of all the games that were out. And then when it came out to market, I was like, wow, this is they like did a fairly good job of out of the gate, having something that, that played really strong and was like a, a good contender in that space. So I'm actually really like happy that they, that they're doing it. It, it definitely does put the spotlight now on battlefield to be like, what you going to do. Right. Yeah. Um. And we don't know what they gonna do because they haven't really shown anything but a ring of fire. <laughs> yeah, a ring of fire. That's it. Yeah, that's literally all they've shown so far. So you know, maybe in 2019 we'll finally get a chance to kind of like dig into that and see where it lands. But yeah, uh, I'm happy that Call of Duty actually jumped into that pool and 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 got their stuff off. So, um, that kind of that sounded kind of gross. <laughs> um. Anyway. Spawn. Anyway. Movies. The spawn. The spawn in your poolies um so we're gonna move on uh move on to our willis reed you big dummy which is our sports category for the spawnies so uh sports you know as if you've listened to our show at any point in your life uh you know that we are huge sports fans right um and usually the kind of contenders that you see in this space are uh, the usual 2Ks and the usual NBA Lives and the usual Maddens and things like that. But I'm super excited looking at our list to see that we have like some really dope uh, entries into the category. Uh, so I will go and run over and hand the ball off to Reef so he can share his sports game of the year. Sure. Um, so uh, I really, really enjoyed a couple of sports games. Uh, NBA 2K 19 i really liked um the switch version markably improved from last year when the voice didn't even sync up with the cutscenes for for about a month um but it is still nba 2k um and kind of the same thing i feel about madden they're both really solid games um but i didn't feel as wild by them the the uh second time now you might say the same thing about my winner which is four is a four while it's just more of three the thing that differs with Forza, though, is that every year they manage to make this game look so much better. And I would argue that Forza 4 is probably the best looking game I've played this year. I mean, wow. it just looks... I I can't even explain how how good it looks. It, but like I say that every time a Forza Horizon comes out. You know, like, like, like they just constantly up the bar. Um, and like, I don't even have like, you know, sort of the most powerful gaming pc out there but 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 like even you 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 don't even have to be running it at like ultra to really appreciate all the god rays and the lighting and the reflections um 
I really, really like it. Um, and the seasons are like, I really dope. Um, just like every time it starts to rain, I'm just like, yo, this is, this is just really, really dope. Um, and like, I just love the mix of like arcade versus like a simulation that like, that like they offer. You can just like mess around in the game or like you can just focus on like a challenging racers and like, and like, and like winning competitions. Um, I just really, really had a lot of fun with this and based on the DLC, um, support that like Forza 3 had, I'm really looking forward to, um, see, you know, how, um, Forza 4 is, is like a supported, um, throughout it's it's uh it's a life cycle and again obviously it's it's like a microsoft first party game so you get it in like game pass um it's just really really great and really really solidly in my uh sports game of the year so ka oh snap me oh, oh snap. okay uh oh snap i wasn't expecting that so i'm gonna go a little bit left field and uh haha sports um uh... And I'm not going to pick what you people usually think I'm going to pick. It's not going to be basketball. Uh, it's not going to be Madden. Shut up, Paris. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go into a, a thing that kind of came out of nowhere. And it was really something that I didn't expect because I was really big into Disc Jam for a while. Um, <laughs> that was a game that came out on both PS4 and on PC. Uh, it's like the 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 top not top down it's like kind of the um like 1.5 perspective version of wind jammers oh so isometric yep kind of isometric i mean it's like kind of top down like it's it's like if you're looking at a tennis match right that whatever that angle is sure sure uh in terms of cameras and stuff right. um but the one that i really dug this year was laser league and laser league is basically like if you mixed the there was a game that was in the American Gladiators where you kind of ran around these cones and had to drop balls into the into like the top of the cones. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like if you imagine imagine that mixed with um, Tron, like the nice. light cycle version of Tron. Yeah, it's a it's it's that kind of game. So if you mix both of those, you have three people on a team on each side. Each one of them has a specific role. So you have like a blocker. You have someone who is. um super quick you know someone who can who can kind of like set up other plays for for the other parts of the team right. and you're basically just trying to eliminate the other side of of the the your opponents and oh, okay you like set dodgeball. up these block kind of dodgeballish, but you're like setting up these blockers with your lasers that section off parts of the play field so like when uh. you section off the part of the play field the other part of the team you know they can't touch your laser and if they touch your laser they die the cool thing about it is like the whole the whole gameplay surface you can basically like warp from one side of of the map to the other like you, if you go and you think of your uh normal kind of football field mm-hmm. imagine if you ran through your own end zone and, and came out the other side of the other opponent's end zone like so it's like america uh, brothers was, level <laughs> there was kind of sort of yeah there there was an old football game that you could do that there where was? you could yeah. you yeah yeah i either it wasn't it wasn't ten yard fight, but I think it was like a, a Nintendo era, huh. um, yeah, football game. Mm-hmm. It was it. Well, the, the Laser League was like super underrated. I had a blast playing it. The one problem was they weren't like the thing about sports games is that if you have anything that seems like it's out of the norm, 
and and you want to play with other people, people just don't jump to it. Yeah. Right. And and it sucks because it's like Laser League was such a fun game. It is a fun game. I wish more people played it. Same thing with this jam. Nobody played this jam as much as you would you would hoped. Right. Um and now like this phenomenal game is kind of left there with no people with not enough people to play it so it doesn't mm-hmm. make the the list as much as it could so i'm hoping you know this is my psa right go, go play laser league <laughs> uh it's definitely super fun and uh it's a game that i definitely recommend that you check out and it's my my sports game of the year ps ps4 and what ps4 and i don't remember if it was on xbox i think it was on on xbox as well but i know it's on pc all right uh, so go. so it's definitely on ps4 uh, and i think it is on pc as well and it Get should be on lasers. xbox if it is on this yeah it's, right. it's super fun um a lot it's a lot it's like super fast paced uh and it's like really twitchy so it's definitely something you should check out nice all right word all right. uh so um do we want to take a quick break Oh, uh, do I get to say which sports games I liked? No, we're just going right. to take a break. <laughs> All right, well, you know, kiss my ass. I was going to say we take a quick break and then come back and let you and let you spit your hot fire, but you know okay. what? You should go. You you go. Yeah, go and we'll take a quick break and then you'll hit you then we'll spit more I hot feel fire. Like you're trying to like ice the kicker, man. Right, on, man. exactly. Yeah. I so, was. Actually, yeah. I kind of was. <laughs> so, so speaking speaking of icing the kicker, um sports the sports category is probably my favorite you know like like Ka said we are big sports gamers over here um the the sports sports video games are something that i always get down with um even in years where i don't play a lot of games i still play a lot of sports games um so it was it this was one of the more difficult uh categories for me to tackle uh see what Ooh, i did there wow um, so um, no props yeah all right no doubt he no gets doubt. props um, for that <laughs> so the um the honorable mention um because I would be remiss uh, if I didn't mention this game um because to be honest y'all it's probably the game that I play the most um and it's ironic that the game that I play the most doesn't make uh the podium uh and um it's it's because I have a very love hate love relationship with this game and that is Madden NFL 19 um, I am in the fourth year of my franchise with the Jets. Um, we are in our second Super Bowl. Uh, we uh, lost our first one, um, but I built the team up from scratch, and I love that aspect of the game. Um, there's more stuff that's going on in in that aspect of it, um, but there are things that are just mind-numbingly, controller-breakingly frustrating um, that that occur during the course of the game, and there's still some systems, some legacy systems that just haven't been haven't been fixed, and kind of break the immersion. And you know, you really it 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 takes you out, but it still keeps pulling me back. It is the drug that I cannot quit, um, and for that, it makes it makes at least an honorable mention. The other football game that I'll talk about this year is a game that I just had a lot more fun with. Um, I, I was uh, recently on the Press Row podcast, Cheap Plug, uh, <laughs> talking about my favorite uh, sports games of the year. And when I talked about this game, I, I called it um, a game I could spill a beer on. Um, what? And, <laughs> I like that. That's dope. And, and it's, it, 
this you know this game is ludicrous it is asinine and absurd in every way possible but that is part of its charm um and you can pick up and play with friends very easily and and that is mutant football league so uh mutant football league it's it's very similar to mutant league football of of your but it's they turned it up to 11 um they really stretched that that uh that M rating and uh, they just they just have they just have a, a blast with it. And now there's a dynasty mode. So you can do with with those teams the same thing that I'm doing with Madden with the Jets. Um, take those teams and, and get them to uh, the Monster Bowl. I think it's the or the Mutant Bowl um, and and uh, and, you know, and keep playing year after year after year. Uh, really, really great game uh, from a very talented small team um, based here in Chicago. So, um, and uh, you know, I'm really, really happy to to see that game and and uh, excited that the game was as good as as the people that were making it. So, um, they were my second runner up. My first runner up um, makes my list every year. Um, and the reason that it made my list this year, because much like Reef said, the the sports games that we normally play, the sports games that we normally talk about, uh, all were great games this year, but they didn't do anything. There wasn't enough noteworthy um, about the game that made them worthy of really talking about and and, and shedding some light on. Um, and I think. Uh, this bucks the trend MLB the show 18 they buck the trend because the road to the show mode they changed it and you know some people don't like it some people do um i i kind of i'm in between on on the change but the change is, is a drastic and dramatic one which is in their road to the show their my player mode their rpg mode um for the game the one thing that makes uh, baseball distinct from the other sports titles is that you are able to carry over your player from one year to the next. So I've been playing with a particular player for five actual years um, <laughs> and uh, and have been playing, I think I'm seven or eight seasons into the game where I've played, you know, every every game, I think. Um, you know, 162 game seasons plus postseason. So um, uh, I really enjoy that. But now they've got archetypes where uh, if your player is the greatest in, in creation, which mine was because I used stubs, I, you know, I spent actual money to boost them up and roid him out. Um, now, <laughs> yeah, I roided him out. I roided him out. He was 99s across the board. Um, you know, I think uh, last season he hit. Uh, he batted f like five twelve. Uh, he had a hundred and forty eight home runs. This dude's really <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had like two hundred stolen bases and three hundred RBI and four hundred hits. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I, I just I destroyed all the records. Um, but now what they're saying is like, hey, look, your guy can be good, and you can continue to play with your guy. But uh, we have these archetypes, and they have caps on the different, you know, on the different attributes. And you can keep your attributes as high as you want them as long as you're good. 
the second you mess up in one of the, you know, like it's skill based attributes. So if you if you're striking out for if you struck out from the right side, your right handed contact will go down and your right handed batting discipline will go down uh, and it won't ever go back up, you know, until you hit the whatever the level cap is. And then you can, you know, if you go below that level cap, then you can you can raise it back up. But um, it keeps it keeps all of the players kind of in in in, you know, the same range and also prevents people from roiding their guy out by spending extra money. So I, I really appreciate the fact that they did that. Um, and, and I really love that game, but didn't beat out my winner for sports game of the year. Um, much like Sharif Jackson, I can't get over the Forza Horizon series. Forza Horizon 4 is a monumental success. Um, is first off an incredible looking game. It is um, a beautiful game sonically, both by the the diverse sounds of the engines and of the the cars with which you drive, and also the music that you're able to hear. Um, it, it can get repetitive if you wind up playing the game like I have for over you know forty or fifty hours. Uh, since since it released in in uh, late September, um, early October, but but uh, it is it is just a great game. It looks amazing. The the what they've what they were able to combine with both the seasons and this connected world. That one of my very favorite games of the last generation was a game called Test Drive Unlimited, uh, where basically you just drove around Hawaii. And I had the steering wheel and I would just sit on Sundays and meet up with my friends and we just drive around Hawaii. And the fact that you're able to kind of recreate those types of scenarios in uh, Forza Horizon 4, along with all of the just the myriad things that you could wind up doing uh, during the course of that game is is really what makes that game a blast. Um, it, it is just fun, um, you know, like don't think too long about it. Don't think too hard about it. Just go and drive, have fun, have a goal in mind and just keep it going. It's it's I love it. I appreciate that. Like the, that's that's a great gaming memory. Well, you know what I mean? Like when you get right. to go and chill with your people and hang out and right and do that kind of stuff like those. Those things feel like they're semi rare in, in these days. Yes. You can like have those group experiences and do that kind of stuff. Um, so I appreciate that Chicago fam that was part one of our Spawnies show we have part two coming for you tomorrow make sure to check it out make sure to share it subscribe and all that good stuff and we will see you tomorrow <laughs>